Welcome to another episode of We Are Carbon. I'm Helen Fisher and I'm joined by Mandy Kerr of the Global Hemp Association. The world is moving fast at the minute. Whether it's new problems to adapt to or new science and tech to keep up with, things seem to be moving faster than ever before. Part of this may be that many of our troubles are centred around the same thing, our dependency on fossil fuels. And moving away from this means we're not looking for tiny adaptations, but a complete switch from what we've established throughout all of society over the course of centuries. Almost everything we use has to come from either fossil fuels or from something that's grown out of the ground. And it isn't always obvious that the reason we don't use more of the latter isn't due to lack of availability, but more because the fossil fuel route is just what we're used to. But it's a route that will mean heavier and heavier restrictions, and even then, we're only slowing a problem down. Switching to resources that can be regrown quickly is the obvious path forward. And the intriguing thing with this is, if we manage it right, we have the potential to help heal the planet as our resources grow. Remember what we covered previously about regenerative agriculture and building the life in soil? Now that is pretty exciting, but it does leave the challenge of making a huge switch throughout manufacture and supply chains and such. So when I came across the work that Mandy is doing, I was taken aback at how she's demonstrating perhaps the exact solution that we need. Bringing people together through technology, connecting various disciplines with open minds to share and find ways for businesses to win in this through collaboration. She's putting this into action with a network focused on one crop. Hemp is so versatile, it really is surprising just how many different products it can be turned into. But it's also underutilised, due to complications of it being used as a recreational drug. It was really insightful to speak with Mandy about her work and learn how her network is supporting people from all manner of industries as they explore and develop new opportunities to incorporate hemp into many of the products we need. I hope you enjoy listening to the discussion. And if you'd like to follow along with everything from We Are Carbon, be sure to look us up on Instagram at wearecarbon.earth. Right, let's get stuck in. So Mandy Kerr, you have started the Global Hemp Association. This is something that you've begun just over a year ago. And essentially, we're talking about hemp, but we're also talking about networking. And that's ultimately the combination that you've brought together is this sharing of information and wisdom and knowledge so that people can ultimately learn about the hemp industry, but it goes probably an awful lot beyond that. So could you give us a little bit of an introduction, a bit of a background before we get going? Yeah, absolutely. By the way, thank you so much for having me. I'm excited to be here. So um, I started the Global Hemp Association really with the intention of creating a platform where people can come together and build relationships and share knowledge, um, connecting members to supply chain. You know, the, the supply chain has been so fragmented um, as we knew within the industry, and then it was just amplified during the pandemic. Uh, and so I started hosting a number of events with the intent, like I said, of educating different professionals or highlighting different professionals that were doing it right and really building the discussion and the, the connections. And so um, now we host probably eight to 12 different events a month um, focused on different subjects and different topics. 
um, and really now um, turning an emphasis on our education to our farmers, um, really helping to provide them a new new crop to add to their rotation. Fantastic. So why is why is it that you're covering hemp? Is there something particular about the plant itself? Um, I had a little bit of an aha moment when I realized that plastics have been around as long as hemp has been banned for the most part. And realizing then that hemp could replace this problem that we're all drowning in plastic and we didn't have to have that uh, this problem. And so I was frustrated with the understanding that this was a man-made, you know, creation or we created our own problem and now we have a solution that's available at our fingertips that was here um, and so that was my my motivation to really put a voice behind the industrial manufacturing and the industrial supply chain for hemp um, less focused on the health and wellness but more focused on where i see more impactful changing changes that's something that I'd never considered before, the relationship between plastics increasing and hemp decreasing. That's, that's very exciting. So the types of uses that we have for hemp, that must be pretty varied if you're, um, if you're talking about replacing plastics themselves. Oh, yeah, from, you know, tires. We have members right now that have signed contracts to, for tires with big manufacturing and tire companies. Um, auto body parts, textiles, clothing, wovens, insulation, wood substitutes, you know, so for like wallboard, OSB, and then hempcrete, you know, there's a lot of, lot of hype around hempcrete due to its carbon sequestration and its ability to capture carbon and keep it in that product, you know, in that home for 100, 200, 300 years, um, you know, addresses a lot of problems, like you said, way beyond just the hemp industry, but around climate change and some of the big topics. Fantastic. It's actually quite extraordinary because it's not um, a plant that I'm familiar with. And as you're describing all the different uses and, you know, tires and replacing automobile body parts and it's like okay how how on earth is that something that come from the hemp plant is it all from the same part of the plant no um yes and no right insulation may use the uh, fiber part right the vast fibers that are on the outside where a hempcrete may be the woody core um, and for health and wellness, it may be the flower on the plant or for uh, protein or food substitutes, right? Which I, that I didn't touch on, but definitely a massive part of this industry is the, you know, seed and grain. Okay. So it really is an all round. <laughs> yeah. All different parts for sure. And we've had so much negative um, portrayal of the hemp plant itself with regards to recreational use. Has that uh, is that something that's changing and that's making it more accessible for farmers to get past legislations or is there still uh, a wall? Uh, I think it's still a challenge, right? Especially as we're trying to figure out the landscape of where it is legal and where it's not, how we import and how we export. Um, you know, it makes it very difficult to conduct business. And I can give an example in the United States before Idaho was legal, states traveling from or uh, companies, you know, transporting hemp or hemp seed or uh, any hemp product from Montana to Oregon had to drive around a state in order to deliver product legally. And so, you know, those types of things are still definitely 
there's still a lot of muddy water as we figure out even even who's regulating you know who which which division is going to regulate each each part is it coming into the public line and the emphasis on using hemp for all these different manufactured products is that becoming more and more possible because of regulations changing or is there other reasons that it's um people are taking this avenue yes i think both right i think that um one there's a a realization to the impact on a global scale that hemp has to reduce the carbon footprint and to change climate you know or to to slow down the climate change and so um, I think that really, for the first time, we have a consumer-driven market, and consumers are willing to put their dollar where their, you know, where their mouth is, and really vote, vote with their dollar. Um, and so I think that's great. And then, of course, as the Farm Bill passes in the United States, or when it passed in the United States, it definitely opened up landscape and opportunity to study and research and plant and really put a um, light of fire, I guess, behind the industry on a global scale to the scalability, yeah. Yeah, so what about the plant is making it so good at sequestering carbon? So it grows, I'll, I'll, be, I'll be honest with you, right? I am not the scientist behind how it's sequestered, but what I do know is um, it's got a very deep root structure, right? And due to the root structure, it breaks up and allows for more carbon with, to be sequestered within that soil. Um, also, it grows, you know, compared to a tree that takes 20, 30, 40 years, 80 years um, to grow, it's, we're looking at a, you know, full grown crop within 120 days. Yeah, that's actually holding this mass so quickly. Which, how, how, what sort of size plant are we talking about? Oh, we can, I've seen any, you know, 15 foot. This year I've seen a crop currently at 15, I think 12 and 15 feet tall. Um, but I think it definitely depends on where it's growing and what you're growing it for, right? Our genetics are playing a big role in the landscape. And so we're, we're going to see, I think, a lot more, uh, a bigger increase in yields as we, as we better develop what, what strains grow better where and for what end, end use. So in a lot of ways, there's just, it's a new area of exploration and there's a lot going on. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. Yeah, so, so we're talking about something that grows just huge, really, really fast, and provides material for all different uses. So it sounds, it sounds pretty magical, really, just for that. Um, whereabouts can it grow? Is it something that is very climate specific? Um, no, you know, I've seen it grow everywhere um, in different soils. Like I said, its root structure is very deep, and so it allows it to penetrate different soils and survive and last longer. Uh, I think where we get into the what grows better where is when we look at what's our end product, right? If we're looking for a thinner fiber for a textile, that's going to be different than a big woody core for a, a, a wood product, right? Or a wood substitute. Um, but definitely it's, it's definitely drought resistant um, and pesticide, you know, it needs very little pesticides because of its uh, speed at which it grows and ability to cover, you know, uh, I guess, have a ground cover fast enough to pull out the weeds or drown out the weeds. Um, so yeah, because of that, it allows it to, it's definitely more resistant. It's a weed. 
and there's a reason it's a weed. It's yeah. a weed. I think that's that's the beauty. That's what we need to be looking at more of. Because if they're yeah. so capable of dominating, then they, they have a lot to offer, don't they? Yeah. Um, okay, fantastic. So the plant itself, the extraordinary versatility of it, that's where you have decided to shine a light and bring all different people together. And what I find incredible about what you're doing is just how that side of it where you've you've kind of looking i think something very futuristic i think it's very forward thinking in that you're bringing the voice of manufacturers and growers and producers and distributors and the whole picture the whole range of um what's involved in taking this from uh, you know, a seed in a field to a product in someone's hands. And that, I think, is the um, real inspiration behind what you're doing. Is there... How many different um, people have you got involved? Like, in terms of the variety, the different viewpoints, do you have... Uh, does, is there an end to it? No. And I think that's the most exciting part about what I'm doing, right, is hemp is not like... Uh, medicine, right? Where it doesn't necessarily get involved in automotive industry. Hemp is in every vertical, in every facet of our, of our lives. And if it's not now, it will be from, and, and I say this all the time, you know, when, when I'm talking to people and I say, well, I'm in the hemp industry and they're like, oh, you smoke? I'm like, well, no, <laughs> I'm looking to do all of these other things. And they'll say, well, what can hemp do? And I say, well, look around everything you see eventually hemp can, can touch or be a part of or make, right, or create. And so um, with that comes education and government and universities and moms and students and, you know, adults and people with experience and people without experience. And so I would say that it's probably my most exciting part of my job is there is no limit to the type of people that we meet and the number of huge companies and brands that we're all familiar with that are jumping in and saying, listen, we have to make change and we have to be accountable for what we've done. And hemp is at the forefront of the solution for a lot of the concerns globally. So you've got um, big companies getting involved mm -hmm. and they're sort of opening their doors. They're speaking to the little guy and vice versa. Does it go both directions? Absolutely. You know, and I think this is where the benefit to the platform and what I've done or my intention is to bridge this gap, you know, is how do we as the people within the industry, you know, doing the work, growing our farmers that are growing the crops and harvesting the crops, how did they speak to or figure out what these big companies need in order to move the industry along, right? It's this chicken and egg. And so by being able to create a platform where we were able to highlight people that are interested in the industry, people participating in the industry already, people that you know have distribution arms or financial opportunities um, to really make an impact and connect. And so, yeah. it's It sounds very exciting because I suppose there's a lot of accidental discoveries within it. You don't, there's the unexpected. You bring together um, a bunch of people, they start putting their hands up and saying, I know the answer to that. And I, I have a view on this. And I, yeah, I suppose that just keeps growing and growing. And there's no, there's no way that it, it would, it, it would be research that people would need to spend an awful lot of time to actually find those answers. 
um, very specifically in there. Yeah, I think I, I find that really, really exciting because I think there's something um, it's like you're speeding up evolution by by just putting people in front of each other. Communication breeds collaboration, you know, and it, it helps to weed out this. Um, the lack of stability in the industry, right? It helps to really elevate the standards and the expectations and holding each other accountable. And I get asked all the time, I wanna throw this in there really quick, that I get asked all the time, you know, in our groups, do I randomly connect people or is it all scheduled or planned? And I said, it's absolutely random because I can't tell you how many times I've gone into a meeting and thought that I knew what somebody was involved in to find out they had also a second career that was unannounced one time that was very relevant to the industry because hemp is involved in, it's in everything from accounting to medicine to yeah, construction, plastics, biofields, all that agriculture. So much more than I would have imagined. It's, it is fascinating. And it's such a wonderful thing as an example of how we can all help each other because it, it, it's not expected, but as it's when you think about it, it seems obvious at the end of the day that the educator would have something to learn from the person in the field and, you know, the these going back and forth. So I've watched quite a few because I've I find them all very exciting and there's there's so many on your YouTube channel and I've been having a look through. The recorded format that you're using where people are in introduced to a speaker and then offered the opportunity to ask questions and that's sometimes you have several people on there but it's it's very raw and it's very um dynamic what other ways do people uh, connect within the network are they able to reach out and connect individually or is it all done through these calls okay so we just launched actually a community platform hemphallway.com and on hemphallway.com, you can actually search, uh, create discussions, uh, chat back and forth within the community. You can invite other people to participate in the community, post jobs, um, opportunity portals, fundraise. There's all different types. And so the events is one piece where we can bring people together, especially since travel has been limited. And uh, I'm blown away as we've mapped out who's involved in our network and added them to the hemp hallway, um, how many international businesses are involved. I mean, we truly are a global platform and we couldn't do that without hosting virtual events like we do. And so the events are one piece that give you a chance to one, put your prospect up on stage and get to know them and two, get you up on stage or a platform to have a voice so that people can reach out to you and learn about what you're doing. So both both ways. Fantastic. So that it's just this unlimited platform. Yeah. Um, yeah. Beautiful. Have you found that there's any really exciting, really interesting stories that have been um, stumbled upon as you've done this in terms of the collaboration between businesses? Oh man, so many. <laughs> um, yeah, I've got two members right now that are working together that didn't know each other prior. Uh, one is very involved in the textile space and the other in procurement and government contracts. And they're now working on government contracts for supply chain with hemp. And so that's pretty exciting. Um, definitely connecting the dots on, as I've been in different meetings and learning that 
the spinner or the fiber uh, farmer, say, for example, is also working with the big brand who is in the call. And so it's fun to say that I've known all along these people and then had discovery that they actually are piece, you know, right, right in our group. We have a supply chain for a massive brand that is moving product into the industry now. So that's pretty exciting that, yeah, that, um, and then of course, you know, many, many people reach out and say, so-and-so told me to reach out to you. And then so-and-so told me to reach out, not necessarily to me, but to the platform. And so being able to know that the community believes that it's working or it is working for them. And then they continue to pass that message on. So our network is growing exponentially as people are, you know, starting to learn that this is really the, the place to go to have resources, connect, build relationships, share what you're working on. So it's a little bit of um, a previous requirement, but also something birthed from the pandemic. You know, we've heard a lot of these stories where that restriction of getting us all back in our houses, not being able to travel, there's there's an explosion of technology or of use of technology that's come from that. And this is definitely an example of that being something that will continue into the future. Well, and we were so divided, right, especially this industry and so fragmented with, you know, not just the laws and regulations, but standards or banking practices or transportation. And I feel like this is an opportunity and it was really revealed to us during the pandemic, but it's an opportunity for us to bridge those gaps and connect the supply chain, fix it. <laughs> really, like, we have a chance. We've got an opportunity here. Yeah. It really is that, just connecting the dots and sharing that information. And with regards, you've mentioned government bodies being involved and connecting through projects, which is really quite interesting because I think often they're the most difficult to get in touch with or to get involved. It seems to be a huge detachment. And when we talk about um, sustainability and climate change, there's there's like a, a scales that needs to be balanced in terms of policies and then you've got the actual on the ground putting it into action and then validating it all. So is there a lot of talk within the association between members about sustainability subjects, about carbon or climate change itself? Almost every call we're on. I think this is where when people say like, what is the real value of hemp? and its ability to sequester carbon and its ability to make the impact on, on the globe and sustainability and uh, what is sustainability, right? And I think that even I was very, very um, undereducated, I guess, about, about what sustainability is and what greenwashing was, right? And I think that hemp puts the conversation at the forefront, you know, and it's, a, it's different than, it's for the first time we are both sustainable and profitable. And so it's a it's a new conversation that is now very accepting and inviting um, as we start putting numbers behind real business, you know, or presenting numbers to real business and stuff. And I think this is exactly the type of solution that we need because everywhere I go, I'm speaking with people from all different industries. And we have these carbon credit schemes where it just seems to leave more questions than answers and everyone's like well I think there's something out there but I've absolutely no idea and you know some of these are really big companies and they don't know who to speak to and I think what you've created is is the solution is is that ability for people to ask the questions and the right person 
be sharing the answer. And it's it goes both ways because the people with the answer get to hear the questions too, and that in itself is valuable. But I think there's something to be said to know who else is doing what you're doing. You know, and that was really what catapulted me into this is I was walking around with a new technology in the extraction space in hemp. And I was walking from one facility to the next and they were making the exact same mistakes. Neither of them knew where to go or who to talk to or that either of them existed and they were a mile away, you know? And so those types of things that like, what worked for you? What didn't? When did you hire? When did you outsource? What kind of chemical did you use? What processing equipment? What what engineer? What manufacturer? Right? And then it's, we lose, we save, I guess, so many people from so much loss and risk by having this community embedded group. Before we continue with Mandy, when we look around and see concrete or bare soil for as far as the eye can see, it should seem obvious that a part of the climate's function has become missing, and that a result of this would be a planet that's out of balance. But the problem, of course, is that these sites have become such a part of our norm that for many of us, the absence of thriving, abundant nature around us is expected, rather than alarming. The exciting news is that not everybody overlooked this. And for decades, many people around the globe have been studying the diverse functions of nature and nature's role within healing the planet and balancing the climate. I've been in awe of these understandings, and I decided to create We Are Carbon as a means to bring many parts of this bigger picture together. Combining the science and ecology, for example, with real-life integrations, such as Mandy's network that is demonstrating ways to shift society from much of its fossil fuel dependencies. To watch as this picture builds, be sure to head to the website and subscribe for updates. I'm adding short animations as we go along, and I'll also keep you posted as things move forward with transforming this story into a feature-length documentary. So subscribe at wearecarbon.earth. And you can support the project too by simply sharing this content with your friends and family. Back to the interview, and we continue by considering can everybody win if we move towards more collaborating within our competitive business worlds? When we think of businesses sharing ideas, it's it's actually quite novel because there's so much competitiveness, there's so much, you know, save the information, keep it to your chest, paint it, you know. Is that changing? Because what you're doing is... Um, very much more is turning its back on competitiveness and saying that there's a win-win somewhere within the the means to collaborate. Yes, I think that it absolutely, I think there's still the competitive nature, right? We all want that naturally, but we're at a time globally. We have to make change. And I think that the people that understand it and grasp it, they get it. And they get that the only way we're going to make the change is by collaborating and not just with our in our borders. We have to expand this. And so that's really where the power of these digital Zoom meetings come, right? Is I had two calls this morning with different groups in India that are you know really looking to manufacture and process for the same reason that and they they too understand that we have to lean into these other countries that are ahead of us or doing it right in order for us to maintain success within our own borders. So yeah, I do think that collaboration is leading the way and those that aren't, I think will be left behind. 
it it makes so much sense that it would be the way forward in terms of speed. So when you think of a global pandemic that has put us all in the same boat of problems or then the, the global issues of climate change, it, it doesn't make sense really to to hold the knowledge to your chest. Even when that's explaining what's gone wrong, it just is fast forwarding the the mov- motions for somebody else. So Yes, yes. Well and there's we're just at the forefront of this. You know, we have we need so many processing facilities, for example. If the 15 processing facilities, you know, within my area didn't want anybody else in the globe to process, we would never make an impact on where we, you know, the true impact that hemp has globally. And so it's just a you know, opening, breaking that barrier to realize that the opportunities are way bigger than any of us could have imagined. Have you got any um sort of holes in the discussions where there is just people asking the same question and there's no answers? Or is it pretty much whoever's sort of asking, there is somebody to come along and fill that gap? Oh, I think that there are definitely reoccurring concerns that have to be addressed, right? The the funding and banking, and I'm going to speak to the US, for example, right? Because the majority of of our funding questions are centered around the United States um, right now. Uh, so uh, in the United States, the banking not coming on board and then putting out warnings, you know, for the funding of or supporting cannabis and hemp companies. And because there isn't a clear uh, divide between, say, the industrial hemp and industrial hemp that's used for CBD, it creates a lot of gray area. And because of that, investment capitals can get tricky for growth, right? And so naturally that slows down progression and um, it's constantly a topic that's being discussed. Um, and then transportation is the same thing, being able to you know, legally transport across borders when each of the rules are different and changing. And then standards, right? As standards, we've got to have some sort of standard to the type of fiber that's being grown or purchased for, say, textiles, so that then we can start moving mass quantity or buying from multiple different people and securing the contracts for the buyer or the big company, right, that then is going to really make an impact on volume being grown. Um, And they just, they can't get on and say, hey, I'm looking for size, say 20 micron, less than one inch um, fiber, because where is that? And how do you know what it is? And what is that? You know, there's, those standards are just tricky. Or grade A, say grade A, I shouldn't give specifics, but say grade A, is what they want to buy, but grade A, grade A to spinning mill, you know, Z is different than spinning mill Y. And so how do you know what you're buying? Yeah. Yeah. So it's, I, I suppose by all discussing together, you are rapidly identifying where the, where the questions are, where, you know, the same question on repeat, it, it's very apparent then what needs to be worked on and that in itself is uh, moving things forward. Yeah, fantastic. And I think we, you know, what you're doing with the, you know, this is about nature, it's growing something natural and sustainable as opposed to plastics. In a lot of cases, you, you're creating an alternative, but you're also using the modern technology. And I think this is this is where 
it's it's possible that what you're doing can just keep expanding and expanding because the technology, as soon as somebody's got the ideas, it's, it's you know, the, the means to connect is phenomenal and it's growing and that we can even talk right now. I find that in itself pretty uh, exciting still. I'm, I'm way behind you on, <laughs> on having these huge amounts of people connected, but it's we're in a different time zone. We're sat here, we're talking live. And that is fantastic because networking locally is, that's powerful. But networking with technology, that's that's something else, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. It's definitely, like I said, it's sped up the ability to move this industry along. It's given us opportunity. The technology that you're using, is it accessible? Um no, it's not sort of super complicated. Yeah, so um, the software that we're using is a robust software that's being used already in other organizations. Um, we just converted it and used it for the, the hemp industry. And it's an easy login platform. It's a member management, event management, learning management software. So you log in and it creates a... Um, almost like a social media profile, um, but then allows you to enter forums, post jobs, connect with people, chat. And so, um, no, it is not hard, especially with our use of LinkedIn and Facebook. It mimics that very easily. Um, And it's available on web browser and mobile browser. And so it's, and then from there, it's very easy to search events um, as we're hosting so many. If you want any extra education or to really start connecting with the network, um, it allows you to search different events and then just check if you want to attend, maybe attend, no, not interested in attending. And then um, as the event starts, you just log back in and it streams live right in front of you. So it really brings these, again, fragmented pieces into one platform um, where you can connect and you know, discuss specifically anything and all things related to the industrial hemp industry. So if people were interested in getting involved, it's very straightforward and it's pretty much for anyone and everybody that may have a use or um, growing hemp, consuming hemp, using hemp, manufacturing with hemp, transporting hemp, absolutely anyone and everybody, yeah. Yeah, it's fun. It's easy to, like I said, easy to log in. There's two ways to enter. It's hemphallway.com. And we created that because then we can support other associations and other existing groups. But instead of logging in through the globalhempassociation.org, you know, channel, you log in through Hemp Hallway channel. They both take you to the exact same portal, but it gives you two different different ways to enter. Hemphallway.com and globalhempassociation.org. And then there's, yeah, just an easy searchable profile with news and media. I'm excited. I'm excited to share it. I'm excited for everybody to get on and, and play with it and really take advantage of the the knowledge and the resources that we've collected and not just us, but so many brilliant, brilliant people, thousands and thousands of brilliant people who have joined us. So it's awesome. And is there is there information on there for or do you find a lot of activity regarding the research side of things and the development of new materials and applications yeah yeah Yeah, I think that you know when we talk about 
all these different people that have been involved in the network, education has been a huge piece and validating the ideas that members have had, right? We get members that are in the industry and they're the hempsters, you know, that have this uh, image that they're, I mean, we're going to move the industry forward. And then right behind them came all the universities that are here to validate all of the research and all of the, you know, the tests, the studies. And with that came even more credibility to the industry that then brings more money and more opportunity. And so it just keeps keeps building and literally it's all aspects and so yeah. it's been fun so Lots this is this is education we've got construction materials fiber for textiles food mm-hmm. biomass i'm guessing there's a lot um regarding is is it directly used for fuel it depends on how they're making it right i'm assuming that they can make fuel different ways but i i think a lot of it is made from the seed Okay, so like the oils, perhaps, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, and then the biochar from the actual mass of it, mm-hmm. um, and then the farmers who are farming this and regenerating lands. I'm I'm guessing there's a role there for the plant also within, because the agricultural movement around regeneration that that's huge at the moment. So I'm guessing you've got a lot of that going on. Well, absolutely, and again, back to the root structure of the plant, right? As deep as the root structure is, it's breaking up that soil, which allows for better watering, better nutrition of the, the rotation crops or the crops following. But we're seeing some rotate, some increase in crop yields on rotation crops of 20 and 30% because the soil structure, right? And so then we get into, um, and, and again, you know, Thomas Jefferson said, the best thing we can do is introducing new crop to the rotation. and. Here we have an opportunity to do just that for our farmers. They give them one more opportunity to profit and make money and increase, you know, community and economic development in their area. So there's, they're really. I, I just feel like it's it's exciting to me because I I love what you're doing from the network point of view, and then I love that you've you've taken and found this this p- just one plant and you've connected the whole world with one plan, you know, here, here we can, you know, put a focus, but then, you know, have this, this big, big picture of why that one thing connects everything together. And that's very, very beautiful, very exciting. And it's relevant to so many people. So if people are wondering if there's anything of interest in there, but they're not um, quite ready to sign up, um, they can actually find a lot of samples on your YouTube channel. Yeah. I think there's like 140 videos or 140 hours of content on YouTube. Um, yeah. And then we also have a profile. You can log in and play with the profile. So you can sign up for a membership and have access to the membership for a trial period, you know, and get in and see what it is. And then there's different levels of membership. So it may be just a, you know, we want to support and get involved and have a profile so we can watch content or get access to additional content versus actually um, sitting in and creating forums or participating in an advisory board, you know, that may be a different level of membership, but there's all different pieces that you can get involved from consumer to farmer, um, education, nonprofit, government, every, every piece of it. Yeah. So that is, it's, it's, it's very, very varied. And if somebody had a particular 
technical question or a particular idea in mind that they wanted to put forward, could they sign up and then they like throw the question out there to somebody? Or to Absolutely. The yeah. Yeah. There's an entire live feed and forum chats that are also in the profile. So as soon as you have access to a profile, you can engage in, or as soon as you create a profile, you can engage in the platform and you can engage in questions just like you were to say on a LinkedIn right? You can post it up or you can create chat. And then in the conversation or our meetings themselves, um, I always open it up. I shouldn't say always. A lot of times <laughs> I open it up for chat, depending on the size of the group and who's speaking. But we'll open it up where you can raise your hand and actually ask the guest yourself or type it into the chat bar and I will moderate the question. And then prior to every event, we give everyone an opportunity to ask the question. Uh, the guest questions going in. So the guest then knows who's in the audience and kind of what to speak to. Um, and so it kind of helps to bridge that gap and give opportunities to really move the conversation and target the actual need of the guest instead of us, you know, preaching to our echo chamber. It's one of those very simple concepts that just works because you're executing it so well. You're incredibly um you must be incredibly organized and thorough and very good at what you do because it's a lot to think about and bring together an awful lot. I have a good team and I've, I've been doing this for a lot of years. And so when I realized the need within the hemp industry, it was just a natural fit for me. Um, it's what, this is what I, I'm really passionate about people and connecting people. I I love it. I thrive on it. I love hearing when people say, oh, I'm working with so-and-so and I met them at your event. That's that's winning for me. And so I thrive on making sure that people are connecting with revenue-minded relationships and building, you know, building good connections. Yeah. Yeah. I can see that. I think you're, you are, yeah, very well-placed and uh, you're doing a wonderful job. It's, um, thank you. It, yeah, it works and it, it's working. It, it's a, it's something that works that people can see the results. They can see how impactful this is just by hopping on one call or signing up and having a little look around because it's there in front of you. You've got all of this knowledge, all of this wisdom, all of these different perspectives and you're just like, yep, yeah, all, all join in and, um, ask away, share, share and, uh, yeah. Fam fabulous. So um, I am so grateful that you've uh, come to explain everything to us because it's, it's I'm, you know, I, I hope you can see I'm just really um, very, very passionate to see this work because it's, it's, there's so much of what you're putting into action that I believe in enormously um, in, in terms of the collaboration and the, the joining everything together as opposed to I think we're, we've been too long in a world where there's just this complete opacity between industries and the consumer and where stuff comes from or the manufacturer and the material they're using and what you're doing is uh, bringing transparency to all of that and at the same time moving things forward moving that progression so much quicker than we could without and it's wonderful is there anything else you would like to share with us no other than thank you for doing what you're doing also no i'm excited that we met the exact same way we were just talking about um and i'm excited to help support you and 
you know, really move this story along as well. So thank you very much for everything okay. you're doing and for getting involved and spreading the word. Um, because I, I, I do think that, you know, we're doing our job if one more conversation starts around the value of hemp and changing the, the stigma, normalizing the conversation. Yeah, absolutely. It's uh no, thank you. It's an absolute pleasure. Um, I'm so grateful. And uh, if, uh, if I, um, have any questions about hemp i'll know exactly where to come <laughs> and i Absolutely. yeah it's something. <laughs> <laughs> if you ever want to come back and share share again i'm sure we'll um please we'll, we'll speak again i'm absolutely sure of it it's uh, a pleasure and thank you very very much absolutely thank you thank you until next time exactly until next time and thank you for listening to this episode of we are carbon Next time, we'll be hearing from Jackson Bazingo in Tanzania with his really inspiring story that moves from desperation and food poverty to growing solutions for his community by taking things into his own hands. You can keep up to date with everything from We Are Carbon by subscribing on the website or following along on Instagram. Search for wearecarbon.earth. And let's keep figuring this all out together. <laughs>